Hello, 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 and I welcome to another fabulous, fantastic episode of My Orgasmic Life. Mm. And today's episode is brought to you by Tickle.life. <laughs> okay, so I'm your hostess with the mostest, Gaia Morissette, in case you don't know who I am. And um, I want to talk to you about, this is uh, the second uh, part, well, it's not really the second part, but I've been talking about penises and how um, partners of penis owners and our uh, experiences with, um, you know, some problems with the penis when the penis isn't always cooperative. So um, the last episode I did, I talked about PE or RE, which stands for, uh, PE stands for premature ejaculation, not, uh, you know, physical education. <laughs> and RE stands for rapid ejaculation. Today, we're doing a lot of, uh, you know, using lots of letters. Today, we are going to talk about ED, which is, does not stand for a uh, short form for education. <laughs> stands for erectile dysfunction. Basically, the clinical term for my penis, the penis has not showed up to the party or showed up to the party and left the party prematurely. <laughs> so that's what we're talking about today. And the reason I wanted to do this, uh, you know, kind of a grouping, there's going to be three episodes um, about the experience that the partner has is because I do a lot of talking about the, you know, for the owners of the penises when those things happen, right? When your penis, you know, erectile dysfunction, rapid ejaculation, delayed ejaculation, you know, I've had lots of conversations about that, but I, I never really talk about the partner's experiences in that. And that's a really crucial piece in the, the puzzle. So where do I want to start with this? Um, I'm going to start with my own personal experience. I'm going to tell you a story. Who doesn't like a story, right? <laughs> Sit back, relax. Uh, also, before I get into uh, my story, um, if at any point you start to become triggered by what I'm talking about, please do what you need to do to take care of yourself. And if that means turning me off, then that's okay. I won't take offense. All right. Do what you need to do. Self-care. All right. So as somebody who spent a lot of time with penises... <laughs> I've been on the receiving end of many penis experiences. And one of the penis experiences that I've been on the end of, you know, quite a few times is the, the penis not showing up for the party. So erectile dysfunction. I hate using erectile dysfunction because it's like so bad. So I prefer to use the term penis not showing up or not being cooperative. Um, because that is easier for us to, you know, change, um, course correct than dysfunction. Dun, dun, dun. All right. So that's the language that I choose to use. And that's, and this is why I choose to use that language. It's way more fun and playful and it's not so, uh, you know, no one's failed. <laughs> okay. All right. So back 
in the day, long, long time ago. That's right. I, in a couple of weeks, I turn 46. <laughs> so long time ago. Um, I remember struggling, like emotionally struggling with feeling like it was my fault when my partner's erection wasn't sustaining, wasn't, you know, either sustaining itself or not showing up at all. And I remember how awful that felt. So that's what I want to share because, you know, we don't talk about this. This cause compounds the what's happening uh, with the penis. Okay. And because I was taught, like most of us was taught, that um, you know, if the penis shows up, then that means there's attraction. The penis doesn't show up means that the person isn't turned on which is not true. I know that's what we've been taught, but that's not necessarily true at all. There are a zillion different reasons why the penis doesn't show up to the party, whether it's physiological because of medication, because of illness, because of, you know, disease going on in the body, um, or it could be for psychological. There's tons of psychological reasons why the penis doesn't show up to the party or doesn't stay at the party and cooperative, um, everything from, um, you know, uh, intimacy issues to, um, you know, feeling fear that the penis isn't going to show up. This is a, the, one of the most common things actually um, in the world of erectile dysfunction, ED, is that we see, we'll see that the penis doesn't show up once, okay? for whatever reasons, tired, um, you know, all, there's a, a huge long list of reasons, tired, stressed, worried, um, you know, physical, something's going on, sick, um, you know, nothing major, but it just happens once, because that's just what happens sometimes. Body is not always cooperative <laughs> with what we want. Um, and in that, because it happens once, so then the, the, what happens often, not always, but this is one of the causes that I've seen, that I've seen often with, with my male clients, um, my penis owners, is that um, it happened once and now they're terrified it's going to happen again. And because they're terrified it's going to happen again, they make it happen again because they're terrified. So the whole time they're stressed out and freaking out about what if it doesn't show up? What if it doesn't show up? What if it doesn't show up? Which is none of that is sexy. And so then it doesn't show up. And then we are in a vicious cycle. <laughs> it's not showing up. Afraid it's not going to show up. It's not showing up because you're afraid it's not going to show up. So there's all this stuff that's attached to it. But we're not taught that these, like, it's very common to happen. And we're not really taught about this. We don't really talk about this. Um, we're taught that if, you're, if your partner's turned on, then, his pen, then their, the penis owner will get aroused. And arousal response in the body happens with, with an erection. So 
if the erection isn't happening or isn't sustaining itself, we are left to feel like it's our fault. We believe it's our fault because if we were attractive enough, if we turned on our partner enough, their penis would show up and would stay there. And so because we've been taught to believe that, which by the way is all bullshit, okay? I just need to say that it's completely, I'm calling bullshit, all right? But I do wanna acknowledge that I remember that feeling. I remember feeling, even though I'm like, feeling like I felt like a failure. Felt like, what's wrong with me? What, am I not sexy enough? Am I not beautiful enough? Am I, am I not doing it right? Like, what's wrong? Now, that's one layer of it. The second layer is, is that I've also been taught that I can't say any of those things. Because if I talk about it, we're not supposed to talk about it, because if I talk about it, then it'll make it worse. Because now I bring attention to the fact that, you know, the, the penis didn't show up for the party or didn't sustain being at the party. So I can't talk about it either. So instead, I just feel horrible and bad and my self-esteem is being, you know, you know, battered against and I'm not allowed to say anything. And again, remember, super expressive. <laughs> I may not be saying anything, but my body is saying a lot of stuff. My facial expression is saying everything. My nonverbal cues are saying everything that I'm hurt and I'm devastated and I'm angry and I'm frustrated and I'm like all of the emotions that I'm having, but I'm not allowed to say any of those things. So I have to express them. And then, you know, it just makes it worse. It compiles compounds on top of each other, on top of each other, on top of each other, on top of each other until it's this elephant in the room that interferes in, in even wanting to have sexual experiences. Now, the other problem of why this set me up and set most of us up to have this experience, because I'm not alone in this, I hear this from you know, clients all the time, is that we expect that in order for sex to happen, sex means intercourse. Sex means penetrative experiences. And if the penis isn't hard and doesn't stay hard, we can't have penetrative experiences. So that's, that's why we're so, that's why there's so much pressure and that pressure creates more, that's kind of like the, creates another loop of performance anxiety, which creates worry about uh, it not showing up, which again, it doesn't show up because we're, we're thinking about it showing up and we need it to show up. Otherwise, how are we going to have, how are we going to fuck? How are we going to have sex? How are we going to, you know, how are we going to be successful in this experience? So I go back to the thing that I talk about over and over and over again. And you're probably like, oh, my God, guy, I'm tired of hearing this. <laughs> well, too bad. Because <laughs> it needs to sink in. It's a, 
it, it's in theory, it's easy construct in practice, in what we've been taught, it goes against everything we've been taught from a society, North American society around human sexuality. It's completely the polar opposite. So here we go. Ready? We're going to say it again. Sex is only goal is to give and receive pleasure. That's it. And giving and receiving pleasure teams in so many forms, touching, kissing, licking, uh, toys, uh, you know, our whole body is this wonderful erogenous zones um, to be awakened, which are like these little clusters of nerves closest to the skin. Um, you know, there's all these pleasure possibilities. Penetration with the penis is just one of the many pleasure possibilities. Ah, okay. So, <laughs> I know you, and you're like, if you listen to me, you're like, ah, but it's true. Changing that changes the game, changes the game on so many levels. So, I want to come back to though this feeling of that you're that's your fault. And or anybody's fault for that matter. Like whether it's the penis owner or the person on the receiving end of the penis is that it's no one's fault. It's just what's going on. And you can either it can ruin your sexy time, it can ruin your sexual experience. It can make you feel horrible. Both of you can feel like shitty and crappy and like failures and losers. You can feel all these feelings. If you want, you can feel those feelings. I'm not going to deny you to feeling those feelings. However, it definitely does not support a sexy time. It does not support continually wanting to have sexy time. And it has long-term effects on your uh, self-worth, self-esteem, as well as your long-term effects on your relationship and your libido. So there's, there's some serious consequences for staying in those emotions, staying in those feelings, because we believe that it's about us. Now, there may be a tiny, tiny, tiny sliver of a possibility. I'm only saying this because I need to be, you know, I'm all about full disclosure and honesty. So there may be a tiny, tiny possibility that there may be an attraction issue. That can happen with people changing people's body shapes changing due to all sorts of life circumstances that can be uh you know the body's changing with age sickness um weight gain weight loss muscle gain muscle loss like you know some of those things um may be that piece around there might be a tiny piece to that um so what do we do in that circumstance? Like, how do we handle that? Like, what, how do we deal with that? All right, this one's heavy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
Well, couple things. One, um, part of it is about finding the person who you're with and finding the attraction in, and, and there also can be emotional dis, you know, there may be like a, a disconnect in the, in the relationship, it doesn't have to be a marriage, uh, in, in the relationship, there might be a disconnect in intimacy, there might be a, there might have been some emotional betrayal, there might, like, there's a lot of variables that might be, that might be affecting from the fact that I am not actually attracted to my partner right now. And that piece is on uh, the person who is not feeling attracted to the other person to figure out what it is that they are no longer attracted to. And is there uh, something that, that can be done to rekindle that attraction? Or is it time to look at maybe the relationship is not, it, it, it isn't working anymore? Um, but that I would highly recommend if you're at that space and around that, and that there is some truth, if there's truth to the fact that you are no longer attracted to your partner, and that seems to be part is, is one of the reasons why your penis isn't showing up to the party, then I highly recommend you reaching out for some support to figure out what's going on there so that uh, you can have help navigating that because going to your partner and saying, yeah, you know what, it is you, I'm not attracted to you anymore. Um, unless you're ready to end your relationship and never have sex, sex time with your partner again. Um, you know, I'm all for like complete honesty because, you know, I'm all about the honesty, but there's ways in which we can either create lasting harm or we can do it in a way that's healthy. Okay. And so that conversation you need, first of all, you need to figure out a lot of stuff before you're going to have that conversation and how to go about having that conversation in a way that's uh, respectful and honoring of your, yourself and your partner's self or partners. Okay. So please either reach out to me or somebody like me to help a professional to help you navigate that piece. Okay, so coming back to um, our own feelings. Now, how we react to this, a lot of, I've heard a lot of people, penis owners talk to me about the reaction of the partner. So, like I was saying, we've been, because we've been trained and taught to believe that if our partner's penis doesn't show up, that it is our fault and that they are not attracted to us and we are not, they are not attracted to us and it's our fault. And so the feelings of hurt and devastation and self-worth and self-esteem, it hits hard. It does. It hits hard and we believe it and we feel it and it's awful awful to feel that so we either keep it to ourselves and it comes out in our body language and in non-spoken ways uh, or what ends up happening some of the other things byproducts of that feeling of that experience of that believing that is uh, a lashing out usually passive aggressively in and in in a fight 
um, like bringing it up and like randomly bringing it up and throwing it in your partner's face in a passive aggressive way. That often happens. Not cool, by the way, not cool. Um, another way that that will, those feelings can manifest themselves is to be outright angry and disrespectful and somewhat abusive about, um, you know, attacking your partner um, and, you know, being angry about it. And it also can be a, a part of that anger can be a deflection from how we're really feeling. So it may be like, instead of the fact that we feel like there's something wrong with us, we may turn that around and make it feel, make the other person feel like it's their fault and be really cruel about it. So these are the, some of the things that I've seen happen because of Because we've been taught to believe that an erection is a direct connection to somebody's arousal response. And we've also been taught that a sexual experience is not a sexual, successful sexual experience unless there's penetration with the penis in some capacity. These are the things that have set us up for failure. These are the things that have set us up to feel this horrible feelings inside. Okay, so what do we do about this? Well, one, we change, change the narrative, change our belief systems. That's number one. Change that's, again, sexual experience about giving and receiving pleasure that can happen in many capacities and it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with penetrative, penetrative sex in any capacity. That frees everybody up. So the penis shows up, great. Penis doesn't show up, doesn't matter. Everybody's still having a good time. Um, and then being able to, you really need to have your feelings. So I would recommend as I have, you know, with all of this is to make sure you have a trusted friend or do your vetting process, um, of releasing your emotions and, you know, doing your self-talk, which is, this is not about me. And, you know, and again, reminding yourself that arousal response, erection, and it's a length of time is not directly connected to arousal and attraction. Okay, so that's a, an important piece of changing the narrative within your brain so that you can release it and let go of it. But I, it's having a trusted friend that you can go and vent to right? So that you can be like, this is how I feel and have the devastation feelings. Because like, I'm, I'm a firm believer that we, every feeling is valid. It doesn't matter what the feeling is. And we need to have space to release and actually release our emotions so that we can move through them and we can do the course correction and we can do them, you know, the, you know, where do we really want to be? But we do need to have, as I like to say, our tantrum. We need to have our emotions, but it's not, it's counterproductive and unhealthy to have our emotions with our lover in that moment when they're struggling with whatever's going on with them and their penis. So this is, you know, where you need to have some trusted friends that you can have a conversation about, or you need to go have a conversation with yourself in the mirror. Do you let it out? Feel your feelings, let it out. Then you can come back and have a conversation about what's going on. 
And if you want to learn how to navigate that conversation, then we have part two. Part two is all about how do we have those difficult conversations when the penis is in, uncooperative with our partners? How do we do that? How do we set that up for a successful experience? Okay. So if you want to learn how to do that, then it's a part of the exclusive content that's for my patrons of my Patreon uh, account. And for, uh, you know, $5 for only $5 price of a Starbucks coffee. <laughs> Eight, um, you can learn how to do that. Okay. All right. That's it. That's all. I'll see you in our next episode. We'll talk about uh, delayed ejaculation and how that might feel. <laughs> and how do we deal with that? All right. Now, here are the ways that you can support me because you want to support me. Because you love me. And I love you guys, right? Which is join my Patreon account. Support the overhead costs of running the show, number one, and get all this exclusive content like I just talked about. Two, uh, if you would like to hire me in all the wonderful ways, I have this wonderful new hub called GaiaMorissette.com. And it is the hub to enter into the world of all the things that I do in the world, all the ways that I show up in the world, okay? So go to guymorissette.com and you'll find all the things you need to do. And don't forget, I teach lots of amazing programs and courses. So again, you can find that at the hub. And, uh, you know, that's it. That's all. All right. Mm, Till next time. Have a juice day. Bye-bye.